Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast episode 211. My very special guest on today's show is Dan from the band Atreyu. They have just released their brand new album, Baptize. It is out now. Um, it is fantastic. Go listen to it. Uh, the conversation I had with Dan was absolutely fantastic as well. Found out a lot about him. Uh, Long time fan of the band as well. So this was absolutely, um, it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, but yeah, no, just... Um, not much to get you uh, sort of like kept up on these days. Um, hoping things reopen, clubs, live streams, all that kind of stuff. Hit me up on the socials. I'm at DJ Force X on everything. Um, but please like, subscribe, share uh, this podcast. It really does help. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, I'm back again next week, back on a weekly schedule. Um, I have Jeff from Will Haven on the next show. So a nice one to look forward to. So until then, um, yeah, this is Dan from Atreyu. Enjoy. So, yeah, I would like to welcome uh, to the show. It's been a great pleasure. Long-time fan of this band. Um, I've got Dan from the band Atreyu. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, like I said just then and before we started, long-time fan of the band. Um, we're talking back in... Oh, it must, it's, it's the early 2000s is all I can kind of fathom from it. Um, but your first couple of albums, Lip Gloss um, and uh, Black. I oh, know the tracks. Those are the tracks. The album <laughs> was Suicide Notes <laughs> and uh, Butterfly Kisses. Um, yeah. going back that far and the curse as well um two yeah. two two fantastic albums back then um and since then i got your um is it the concept something of the damned um congregation of congregation the damned. of the damned so i kept thinking conception i've not got anything written down here so i was just like looking at it thinking did i write it down no i didn't um but yeah no just sort of going back to then i saw you guys uh play london astoria 2 um i think it was you i think bullet for my valentine were on that show if you can remember you've done uh-huh. thousands of shows since then. yeah they were opening for us on that show that was a uh, that was a long time ago that's crazy isn't it um and a story again the big one uh with norma jean i think it was uh sort of got, going back to my sort of hardcore days um oh yeah it's about 2005 that was yeah around about yeah must have been around about then um i was a bit more agile back then and a bit more uh pit worthy not so much now um, <laughs> um but no just like when i got this opportunity i was like Fuck, yes um because the band that had so much impact on me back then and i've just um i've been listening to your your new offering which is out on um the 4th of june um and it's called baptize uh for those that are wondering um but yeah no i've just been listening to that the uh the label were um nice enough to send me a stream uh of the album and i've i've just had it on repeat uh it's absolutely fantastic um thank you my pleasure and i I just uh we'll get on to that in a moment but i just uh yeah just sort of like like leading up to this uh album uh you had a couple of singles that came out um you had i think it was um warrior i've got them written down here catastrophe save us um and was underrated as well was another one you did um yeah and that's just that's just sort of teased me for the last couple of months coming up to this because <laughs> i've been sent them by spine farm uh who you're with now and um yeah i just i just 
what have you guys kind of been up to since um just before we get onto the album itself what have you been up to since um the uh the last album in fact um i guess you know we you know started uh we started working on the this album actually uh back in 2019 okay um we were we were trying to trying to get things going and whatnot at the time and uh we got about you know halfway through the album uh got most of it or even a little bit more of that we got like a good amount of it done and then um you know covid hit and then uh it was like all right pause button yep i guess we'll just uh we'll pause for a little bit here and try to you know see what we can do um you know when things kind of make more sense you know so we 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 kind of it ended up kind of stretching the process out and uh i think all of us just as individuals too just even outside of the band all had to kind of like figure ourselves out for a second because we weren't able to to work or do anything yeah um i mean my, myself i uh, i own a merchandising or several merchandising style companies um outside of being in the band that okay. you know make merch for bands and yeah. things of the such and um we basically turned all our attentions to because everything shut down we turned all our attentions to making masks and uh because we do a lot of importing from you know from overseas um in china especially or even in mexico and stuff like mm. that importing different types of you know products for people um since we had that ability we're like you know maybe we turn our attention to importing gloves and hand sanitizers and masks or just whatever we could get over here to help keep our business going but also help people at the same time you know yeah. it was a, a win-win situation for us um so um you know it was a, a combination of doing that and then trying to uh, sneak into the studio when we could and mask up and kind of spread out a little bit so things weren't uh you know we were being compliant with uh you know all the, yeah. the rules and whatnot yeah. and not putting ourselves or anybody else in any danger and uh yeah just kind of chipped away at the record that way and and um, even tried to, you know, slow down the, the process of actually releasing it because, you know, we didn't want to, um, you know, we, we want to, you know, like any band, you know, you ideally want to put a record out when you're on tour. Cause that's when you have the most eyes on you. It's yeah. the most advantageous time to be releasing a record. Um, with that being said, um, you know, the, the, there's not really any solid time, at least that point in time or in the past few months where we're like, we know we're going to be playing shows. We're like, well, we can't really bank on just waiting forever. So like, let's just put this thing out and, and party, you know, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here we are. No. So, I mean, let's go, I was going to ask you what you're up to during like the COVID thing. Cause obviously over in the States, um, obviously different from state to state, how it was dealt with and everything from what I gather. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of friends over there. I used to live over there. Um, not your side of the States on the, um, East coast. And, um, and yeah, no, I was just like, that's that's really good sort of like you know just sort of on your feet kind of like obviously helping others with with like uh personal protection equipment and stuff like that the sanitizer the masks and all that and that's awesome you know getting and utilizing what you've got and obviously keeping afloat as well which is which is important because i've known a lot of a lot of i've seen a lot of bands disappear i've seen a lot of companies unfortunately disappear um obviously the festival circuit is kind of messed up over here at the moment um yeah but it's good to sort of see like some things are working for us especially like yourselves you've got like this this business that you've set up around um atreyu as such and and you know it's it's kind of it's nice to know something's working for people because a lot of things have yeah. been so um but how have you found it so you're over on the west coast aren't you um in the yeah States. i'm in uh just i'm in actually in corona uh california which is just outside of orange county okay and how has it been over there like that side of the that side of the world like for you guys 
it's not too bad. I mean, like obviously at first it was, it was kind of chaotic. Everybody was freaking out cause they didn't really know what was going on. And, yeah. um, you know, everybody was scrambling to get for toilet paper and to, you, all the shelves were just cleared out of so many different things. We were like, what is everybody doing? Like slow down here. Like, yeah. it, like everybody <laughs> thought it was gonna be like martial law and we're going to be like held at gunpoint in our houses or something like that. You know, not allowed to leave like some crazy movie or something, yeah. you know? So everybody just started going nuts. And then I think as time started to pass by and people started getting more comfortable and, and realizing it wasn't as crazy, at least in that sense, as they thought, you know, things kind of normalized, which is good. Cause yeah. you know, there's a lot of people sitting on a whole way too many piles of toilet paper right now that they probably wish they didn't buy. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, uh, I don't know. Aside from that, I mean, everyone you can just feel is very eager to get back to normality as, as quickly as possible. So there's, there's as much, you know, kind of finding happy mediums as people can come up with, like, you know, whether it be restaurants that doing outdoor dining or, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, makes sense to keep a restaurant open. You know, it's the whole thing, the whole, all of this is super strange. The whole thing is, is so strange and how all of this unfolds and, and the different rules and like where the lines are drawn of like, what's okay and what's not okay. Mm. And out here, you know, um, I don't know, maybe you probably, I don't know if you, get it in the uk at all as well but you just get some people out here that just just don't give a fuck you know and they'll just roll into places with no mask or whatever and like don't even like i don't i don't want to wear a mask either but um you know like just trying to be respectful you know like yeah. it's just if, if somebody wants to run their business where they want that in there then you know so you you see a lot of um it's, it's, it's a little bit like the uh, it's the wild west out where i live a little bit yeah <laughs> as opposed to some other uh, other places people are a little bit more um you know compliant yes yeah no we, we get a few people here that aren't on um still aren't now happy wearing masks at all uh on that front um and i deal with you know, a few people here and there in my day job just to kind of like uh sort of you know i come up against that quite a lot and yeah try, we try and make a cut like you know try and make it as comfortable as for people as possible and offer them different you know solutions and what we do but yeah, some people just sure. point out refu- point blank refuse, but um, no, I'm I'm very eager to get back to some kind of like normality myself. Just sort of, you know, I mean, it's not going to be normal, but I've had I've had my vaccination. You know, I'm quite fortunate yeah. on that front. I've had both jabs on on uh, the the one that I got, and I feel more confident now to go out and stuff like that. So you know, it does it does give you that kind of effect as well as obviously hopefully protecting you from said virus but you know it gives you a bit more like confidence in going out and and hopefully you know that will continue and we'll be able to get some at least some live shows i mean that's one thing amongst a hundred other things that people want to come back um and for myself i dj nightclubs and uh that hasn't happened for well over a year now so i'm I'm waiting for those rock clubs to come back open and 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 uh you know uh get out to spin some tunes and stuff but like during like like for myself during that lockdown bit um like especially as a sort of creative sort of soul on that front obviously i've got this like show that i've got here the podcast um but i've also been live streaming have you guys been tempted to do anything along those lines or have you done anything along those lines uh we did uh we did two live streams yeah. um yeah um yeah like kind of just like a well, like a week or two apart or something like that um a few months ago okay. and uh you know it's cool it was you know just something you know you know especially with the uncertainty of what the future was like of being able to play a show yeah sooner or later it was just like all right like this is the only way to to get ourselves out there and, and try to make a couple bucks at the same time you know and keep ourselves afloat um we're like let's do it you know and uh it came out really good i mean it was our first like 
um, kind of presentation officially of our band with our newest lineup. So, uh, for us, like we wanted to have a, a big look with the whole thing and, um, you know, have, uh, you know, all the kinds of production and just make it just a wild experience. Um, but it was cool. You know, we did two sets. We did one that was kind of like a, a quote unquote, like greatest hits kind of thing. And uh, we did another one where we played our album Lead Sales Paper Anchor from front to back, nice, uh, which we've never done before. So that was the, the first time ever getting to do something like that. It was it was really neat. Nice, um, yeah, it was cool. Cool, cool. I I I'm fortunate I missed those, so I'm gonna have to go and try and find some footage somewhere uh, <laughs> of those. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, let's let's talk about this new album because I know I teased it a bit earlier. Um, but let's talk about Baptize. Um, First off, I mean, a lot of your albums, uh, they have kind of like stories or themes running through them. Um, what's, what's, what's your kind of, um, what's your story with this one, really? Um, this one, I mean, the name Baptize came because, you know, we, we've had a, a parting of ways with our um, lead singer, Alex, yeah. during the process of doing this album, um, before it had been named or anything, you know? So when it came time to name the album, when it was, you know, the four of us essentially um we're like all right like well what do we want to do here like this kind of feels like a new chapter now in our in our career this is like a new a whole new thing for us so you know it feels like you know almost a a cleansing almost like a a fresh start you know like a rebirth so like it's like being baptized or something you know just having this fresh um i don't know just kind of like a a fresh start to things yeah um so with that being said um i guess there's a lot of you know, a lot of songs, lots of kind of self-reflecting songs on the album, um, whether it be um, like songs like Dead Weight. Dead Weight's kind of just about, you know, yourself being, feeling like you're dead weight and you're not really bringing enough to the table, which yeah. a lot of you know, a lot of people feel that, you know, um, or even underrated, you know, a song about just kind of feeling like, you know, you work really hard and you do so much and you just, you're not really getting appreciated as much as you, you know, would hope you would, um, which, I'm, you know, stuff like that, you know, and um even like a song like uh, uh, you can go in direction even like a song like Stay. Um, that one's actually kind of a, a bit of a, a heart wrencher if you if you if you know the story behind it. It's pretty dark, but uh, that that's kind of a really powerful song about uh, about losing a loved one in a really uh, a really uh, kind of sad way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I love Dead Weight. That was one of the tracks I've got written down here as one of the ones I love the singles you guys released. But Dead Weight, I really loved like it was it's up there with one of my favorite tracks off the album um oh thank you i don't know if it was just sort of because i related to it so much or anything like that but it was just it really struck me like like when that track comes on it's like track six or seven i think it is and it was um yeah no i love it love that track um you've also got some um guests on the album as well uh a little chat because you released um the track with travis barker um on there and you've got um i don't know if you've released who else you're going to have on there yet or anything like that but if you want to talk about those yeah. i mean i don't know if they like i said i don't know if it's common knowledge yet who you've got on there but um yeah 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 it's it's out there so um yeah we have three guests on this particular album um uh, one being travis parker yeah. who uh plays on the bridge of our song warrior um that uh that came about um through john feldman our producer who okay. Um, works a lot with Travis Parker and the Blink-182 guys doing, um, you know, he did the last couple of records with them. And mm. um, if you, you know, when you, when you work with John Feldman, uh, his, his studios are always built into his house. Um, so you, you, you hang out at his house and you record there and he has just this, like just 
rotating door of extremely talented people just constantly coming in and out. Um, you could be in the middle of a session of like, Hey guys, you know, we're going to take an hour break at, you know, seven o'clock because Travis Barker's coming in to track something or whatever. And we're like, all right, we'll take, you know, dinner break around then or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it's just stuff like that all the time. It's really interesting. It's really inspiring. Even just being around all these people that are so talented. Um, and sometimes it gets you involved. I mean, machine gun Kelly came in one time and wanted to track a song for like a rage against the machine song. And, um, our other guitar player, Travis, just cause he was there, they're like, Hey, we need a guitar player. You want to track this real quick? He was like, sure. So he had to just go figure the song out real quick and track it. And, nice. um, I don't even know if he got credited for that song or anything, but <laughs> if you ever hear the, the machine gun Kelly version of, uh, um, some Rage Against the Machine song. I can't remember yeah. which one it is, but Travis is playing guitar on it. Oh, wow. Uh, so, a little side story. But um, so, yeah, so because Travis Barker lives in the same neighborhood as um, John Feldman, he lives like down the street or something. He He's just over there all the time. So it was like a very convenient, um, you know, person to try to get our hands on at the time. Yeah. And so we're like, hey, John, like, what do you think Travis's thoughts on maybe playing on one of our songs? You know, he's kind of over here all the time anyways. You know, like <laughs> it wouldn't be too out of his way or nothing. Yeah. Uh, and so we talked to him and he was, he was sent him the song and he was interested. So, um, we had him come down and we had, uh, um, you know, Brandon kind of sat with him since Brandon played all the drums on our, on the album. Yeah. Um, he, he kind of sat with them and went through what we were looking to do on the bridge, which was basically we want that whole song. Um, the feel of it is supposed to be something you hear at like a football game, you know, or like a sporting event, you know, it's supposed to be just a huge kind of anthem stadium arena song. Uh, so, you know, having, the bridge just be the feel of like a live band um not necessarily a live uh, um, band like a rock band or something like that but like a live like uh sports you know when you go to like a sporting event and they hit, the band comes out and they all have the drums and the whole kind of thing going on um we wanted to do that sort of uh huge feel for the bridge and uh travis because he's you know obviously most times when you have travis barker play on your album he just plays like he'll play the entire song yeah. we're like we want to do something different we want something just unique from him. And that's something that in his back pocket that, you know, people know about him, but he doesn't showcase as much as that. He's got this incredible kind of like snare drum, drum, drum line skills where he can do all these flippy drum tricks and with his sticks. And stuff. I mean, he's yeah. really talented in so many ways. And um, it was like, man, like, let's get you to do that all over, you know, that to get that, that feel of that live band, uh, that live kind of, um, you know, sports field band, yeah. halftime band or whatever. Uh, so he came and did that and crushed it. Um, as far as the other two, we, uh, we have Matt Heafy from the, uh, the band Trivium. Yep. Um, he is singing on a song called Oblivion, which, um, you know, working with him was, it was interesting because he's in Florida and we're in California. He's on the other side of the country. Yeah. Um, so what we did is we tracked the song entirely. We written it already, uh, and knew what we wanted. It was just a matter of getting him on it. So we sent him the track you know, without, with the vocals and, and a tape without the vocals so he could hear what we were doing and just kind of had him do his Matt Heafy thing over it. And, uh, he's got such a, a signature voice and, yeah. uh, he's so good at what he does. And, and like, when you have somebody like that, just getting to hear like a voice like that, doing something on an Atreyu song is just, it's just super cool. It's yeah. really fun. Um, you know, it's just an experience. Like you don't even ever think about it, being able to have until you get the opportunity and you're like, holy crap. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> so yeah, the song Oblivion, like he crushes it. And it's, what's really interesting about it too, is that it doesn't, it almost doesn't sound like Matt though. At the same time, like he has this, it just, this delivery that just sounds like this fresh delivery from him that you don't really hear in Trivium songs really. So it's, yeah. it's, if you're a Trivium fan, uh, even if you're not an Atreyu fan, you're just a Trivium fan. Um, it's definitely worth checking out just to hear, uh, how incredible Matt's performance is. Definitely. Um, 
last but not least, um, Jacoby Shaddix from, uh, from Papa Roach. Um, he is singing on a song called untouchable, which is, um, another song that's basically about, um, it's kind of like an arena stadium, you know, sports thing again. Yeah. Uh, the, both those, both that song and warrior were written with the intentions of like, we want this to be played in stadiums and sports. So they have that feel. Um, time is now is kind of a similar song. We did the same thing on our last record. You know, it has that kind of big you know yeah. sports game feel. Yeah. So that this particular song, it's got this almost kind of hip hoppy cadence to the verses, um, just the way it's delivered. Um, and again, this was a song where we recorded the whole thing. We actually had Jacoby come down uh, to John Feldman's house and uh, and kind of go through it with him. And and he's one of those people like you know you just kind of point him in there, you know, you give him a sniff and you take him off his leash and he just fucking runs, you know, and like he kills it. You know, he just, he goes 200%. You, you like, he's so professional. He's done. You can just tell he's done this a million times. Yeah. So when he goes in, it's like, you know, he just, he just knows to be like, all right, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of different takes on each part that have all different vibes to them. Um, give us a little fluff parts to kind of sprinkle around the songs, you know, like oohs and yeahs and haws and yells and, and whatever's. And, uh, yeah, it's just like, man, now we got all this good stuff. We can kind of put, you know, layer stuff in where it feels right. And, yeah. you know, the song already had an incredible energy to it. And then we added him in there and it just took it from a 10 to like a 12. Nice. Like he's just so good. And uh, yeah, it was really exciting to uh, get to hear his voice on, on an Atreus song. It's, it's just wild. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I've, I've heard the same uh, from other people about Jacoby. Um, the way he just comes in, he can just like, he rocks it completely. I've had him... Uh, I think I spoke to um, Nothing More. I think they had him on for a verse on one of their tracks. I think a single release. And um, one of the bands from here, Skindred, in fact, um, they had him about yeah. a while ago. Um, and yeah, no, they just said the same thing. It was just like, came in, he knew exactly, you know, knows what to do. Um, and I love the fact with the Travis Bark thing, you just had him on there for like the bridge part. And, and that's very kind of like... Um, so it's like it's kind of like what like the hip hop guys do, uh, pop music. They have that kind of like you know have a guy come on or someone, you know, you've got DJ Khaled shouts out their name on the stuff, and that generally yeah. helps the hype. But you know that's really cool. I love that. It's just that one bit because normally you expect it for the whole song. Um, but I wasn't. I didn't know it was just that like that part of the song. But no, it's, it's, it's that's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, brilliant. It's a little different. A little different, yeah. No, no, it's really cool. It's really cool. And like I said, I'm loving the album. Um, and again, for everyone listening, June 4th, go listen, go get it, go stream it, go buy it. I'm sure you're, you're going to have all kind of physical formats and everything as well. As yeah, obviously. vinyls and all the things. Actually, you can pre-order it right now if yeah. you go to uh, the uh, Treyu uh, merch site, treyumerch.com, um, or even treyuofficial.com. You can get to it. And yeah, we're doing all different colorways, and there's all kinds of cool merch to go along with it. And nice. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, well, I've already heard it. I love it. So, <laughs> so probably, like, <laughs> looking forward to it, but, um, no, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys live. Hopefully once things open up, probably I would thought probably 2022, I think is probably going to be more realistic yeah. on that front, but, um, hope to see you guys over here again. Um, like I said, I saw you guys back in the day and I'd love to see it again, see how you guys have evolved over the years and everything um I definitely on when it comes to your albums and stuff there is definitely an evolution from those early ones and yeah it's it's all good on that front i'm loving it um i've got a couple of questions left for you though if that's all right before sure. I let you go for yeah. the rest of your day um what i like these are sort of my sort of standard questions if you will that i kind of like to end on but um what i'd like to know is um 
everyone's got their kind of like top 10 albums so i'm not going to ask you about those but what i want to find out are you're kind of like outside of that top 10 like if you like because a lot of people have chart basically they have a lot of trouble putting it down to just 10 um what are your honorable yeah. yeah if you could pick like three honorable mentions so outside of that top 10 you've picked your top 10 you've got your like classic albums in there and everything but then you go oh shit that one's got to be in there as well and then that one what what if you could pick like i don't know three two or three what would those be oh man um probably i i can't remember the name of it but it's mariachi el bronx I don't know if you've ever heard of Mariachi El Bronx. Yes, yeah. Um, there, um, and if I had to pick, I just guess the first record. If I had to just pick one of them, okay. Um, I can't remember the name at all. You'd have to look it up. I can't remember the name it off the top of my head. But um, if you've never heard of Mariachi El Bronx, maybe you've heard of The Bronx. Yes. Um, not you in particular, just whoever's listening. Yeah. Um, but Mariachi El Bronx is basically members of the Bronx who just added a couple other members and started a mariachi band where they just play yep. 100% mariachi music, <laughs> but it's all sang in English with sprinkles of Spanish in there. Yeah. But it is incredible. I mean, it is so beautifully orchestrated. Like, I was blown away the first time I heard it. Because we, we've known the guys from the Bronx for a very long time. Mm. We've toured with them since, I think, the first tour we did with them was them and the U's in 2004 wow. and in the States. Uh, so for a little while, we've known those dudes. And we've just always known them as, like, this kind of, like, rock punk band, you know? Um, they just like to party and were just fun, cool, funny dudes, you know? Uh, and then when all of a sudden I heard the Mariachi Bronx stuff, I was like, are you kidding me? This is those guys? <laughs> like, they... Could they orchestrated this? This is absolutely beautiful. Like I am so blown away. So like I like they're one of my you know favorite bands because they're like I I mean I hate to say it but I enjoy Marriott JL Bronx more than the Bronx itself. Like it's, <laughs> I love it. You know it's so good. It's very impressive. Um, so that's definitely that's definitely one of them. Cool. Um, uh, I guess another one I'd go with. Uh, let's go with Toots and the Maytals. Okay. Um, maybe. Um, funky kingston like one of the earlier records um i that you know if you, you know, toots and the maytals is, toots himself he's one of the you know you know god rests or whatever you know that poor guy passed away uh, from covid mm. um not too long ago but he um he, he's one of those just incredible reggae artists that just i love reggae i'm a huge fan of reggae and uh you know if, if, right i'd say right underneath um bob marley you kind of have toots like i feel like he's kind of the next dude in line as far as like one of the, just the greats, one of the classic greats that just had a great vibe. And I actually had the, the pleasure of seeing him at this small little tiny bar um, in, um, I think it was Manhattan Beach, uh, Redondo Beach, something like that, out, out this way, like about five, six years ago, uh, where I literally, there was, I, there was like, I mean, there's maybe 40 people there. And I was standing in the very front. He was right in front of me the whole time. And his sunglasses, you know, he had him kept putting them on his head and they kept falling down on his face. You could see how stoned he was. And like, he even gave me the knuckles at one point in time. Like, I was like, this is the fucking, what, that, nice. why is nobody else doing this with me right now? This is fucking toots. Like, this is like one of the greatest <laughs> reggae artists of all time. Like, nobody was appreciating it as much as I was. It was mind blowing. But um, I, yeah, so toots and the Maytals, that'd be a uh, number two. And, uh, Ooh, what's the third one? What do I listen to a lot? Um, Hmm. I don't know. Lately, uh, I'm actually, gonna, I'm going to keep going reggae. I'm going to go with, uh, the first revolution album. Okay. Um, there's a band, band called revolution from out this way. Um, if maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't, but they're an incredible reggae band. Um, they're, they're a very West coast style reggae band. There's yeah. this kind of, um, um, there's this, this style that you get from the West coast, whether it be like, um, you know, it'd be like the dirty heads or iration. Um, 
you know, revolution, all the bands of that kind of sort um, have this just kind of sound, even it's kind of like sublime, you know, it's kind of or, um, slightly stupid bands like that. It's kind of in line with all that world. Um, I like to call it white boy reggae. Cause it's like, it's, it's a bunch of white kids, you know, from the West coast playing reggae, not entirely white, white guys, but mostly white guys. So yeah. it's, it's got this different flavor to it, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really good. I, yeah. Revolution. And honestly, any of their records are really, really good. Nice. But, uh, the first few in particular have some, um, like roots, reggae music. If you ever check out the song roots, reggae music by them, like that's just a, a jam man or feeling all right. I mean, it's it, it, great, great albums. Excellent. Great band. No, I'm definitely going to check this out. I mean, Marriott Shell Blancs I've, I've heard of and listened to love it. Like just that, just having that kind of complete parallel to the Bronx are compared to what they are. And, and it, yeah. it's fantastic. But the other two, I mean, I think I, I've heard toots and the Melters before many years ago. Um, so, but I'm going to go back and listen to those albums and I'm going to check out uh, revolution as well. Cause I don't think I've heard them. Um, yeah, so I do enjoy. Like yeah, of, you'll bit, like it. Bit of reggae now and again, um, and uh, you know, a bit of hip hop, rap stuff like that as well. So you just sort of, I like to sort of throw that all in. Um, I'm a scratch DJ as well, so I like to okay do all that kind of stuff. So I've got like a collection of break beats and stuff like that that uh, are of of uh, reggae's nature and stuff like that. And um, you listen to Dirty Heads at all? Yes. Okay, I was say because they're very like hip hop ish um, reggae kind of thing going on yeah um really good at what they do yeah yeah definitely definitely another great another great actor yes they're fantastic so i want to go listen to those thank you for that um that's great because it's normally uh heavy metal albums constantly so this is a nice little detail on the yeah. front so it's all good um so yeah finally um what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not doing a tray uh or anything around the sort of like that side of things what what do you kind of do to kind of unwind or you know sort of that's totally separate from it um, lately I've been building a lot of Legos actually it's kind of a random thing, but it not just like just picking up piles of Legos and building them, but uh, I, I like Lego ships in particular. Okay. Um, actually here, I'll just, I'll just show you right here. Yeah, go for it. Um, you can see, I have this kind of wild collection of, uh, oh, of wow. Lego ships. Um, that's excellent. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. They're pretty wild. I mean, I got this whole row of them up here. Oh, wow. Quite a few of them nice yeah yeah all kinds of lego ships even this guy uh over here um okay. yeah this dude right there yeah all kinds of lego ships excellent so uh yeah just uh that and they um i even i built a disney castle uh, my wife loves disney so i built it's like the one of the i think it's the florida castle okay um cinderella's castle whatever so we built yeah. uh i built that that's like a almost five thousand piece you know, it's huge. It's like three feet tall. Wow. Um, yeah. So building Legos is kind of random, but I, I kind of have to, I have to hit pause and I'm just spending too much money on Legos lately. I just got to get that <laughs> out of hand. Um, and I'm running out of room, room on my shelves. I, I want to switch shelf space, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm going to, I have to, I got to buy a bigger house or something. Cause yeah. or build, build Legos. one out of Lego and then you can have Lego within the Lego. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd be tight. Actually. No, that's really cool. I've got, I've got a couple of friends who are builders on that front um one of them uh they do like window displays for like shops and stuff so they build the old big boba fets and stuff like that for um oh wow for, that's like, incredible they go out and do that for lego and i've got another one who does like lego art um and she's entered various sort of like art things and won awards and she worked on the lego movie 
um just sort of like the backgrounds of it and stuff like that um but yeah no just uh i've, I've got a few friends that are very much into that and some that they've never worked directly for lego uh that seems to be very difficult to get <laughs> but, oh, interesting but there's um plenty of like you know work outside that because obviously you know they they need things for big project need people for big projects and stuff so um but no that's really cool i like that i like that i'm into sort of like war game like the miniature war gaming and stuff so like games workshop and things like that so i like that kind of like building stuff and uh you know i would show you my stuff but it's not in here unfortunately um, <laughs> it's in the house no worries no it's all good no um cool well dan thank you very much i really appreciate your time um i'm, go I'm gonna let you go the rest of your day because i know you're a fair few hours behind me so you've got the whole day ahead of you probably loads of interviews or something to do so <laughs> um but no honestly it's been an absolute pleasure um like i said big fan of the band i'm loving the new album um and yeah i can't wait to see you guys back over here well thank you so much i appreciate your time and uh, and taking the time to you know do this for us or for me that's awesome it's all good man it's my pleasure you um have a good rest of your day all right thank you you too and take awesome. it easy thank you mate bye-bye later